0: Okay, we are doing now Monday's portion of Mitzayra. But this Torah portion is dedicated primarily to the purification of the one who had the Tsaras spiritual disease expressing itself in this skin disease. And now the person has completely purified, meaning from his own inner work, all of these splotches or variegations of color, they're all completely gone. Therefore, he had called out to the priest to come and check because, of course, he can't go in the camp. The priest went to where he was outside the camp. The priest checked. He is completely clean of any such coloration or distortion on his skin that would imply this is part of the Tsaras skin disease. And now we're going through this purification process through various offerings, to complete the purification. So, yesterday, first we explained, there's an initial purification process. Then after the initial purification process with two birds, one that is slaughtered, one that is set free, after that, he immerses, he becomes pure on a certain level, he can enter the camp, he has to abstain from relationships with his wife, and he is there for seven days. On the seventh day, we are now on the seventh day, He shaved all of his open revealed hair that was more dense. He immersed again. On the eighth day, he's now taking offerings. Animals, these lambs, male lambs, female lambs, a certain amount of flour, a certain amount of oil. And he's going through a whole purification ritual with these animals now on this eighth day of the purification process. So, we are up to chapter 14, verse 13. So again, we had two male lambs and one female. He shall slaughter the lamb in the place where he will slaughter the sin offering and the oil, the oil is a completely burnt offering, in the holy place. For like the sin offering, the guilt offering is for the priest, it is most holy. So this verse is a little bit confusing because this lamb is not being brought as a sin offering. It's brought as a guilt offering. But called, the called technically he was the Asham, but there is some commonality, it's not like a traditional guilt offering, it's slightly different. There's some variation on the traditional guilt offering. And in some ways it's like the sin offering, but generally it's considered in the category of the guilt offering, as Rashi will explain. the question that Rashi initially asks is why are we instructed in this verse where to slaughter it? It says to slaughter the lamb in the place who will slaughter the sin offering and the old offering in the holy place. And we know that is on the side of the altar on the north. But why does the minister have to say this? Because that's where every guilt offering is slaughtered. This is a guilt offering. Why would this be different than any other guilt offering? But because it's not like all other guilt offerings, because we do something different with it, we had this concept that we discussed yesterday that it had to be placed before God, the one being purified and these offerings. And since normatively guilt offerings don't have that obligation, so you might think, okay, it's not like a regular guilt offering, and therefore it's not slaughtered like a regular guilt offering. Maybe it's slaughtered where it was placed, on the eastern side of the courtyard. No, no. It's slaughtered like all the others, slaughtered in the middle of the... No. We could think it would be slaughtered by eastern side of the courtyard near the gate of Javan and that is not true. It says that all others it is is slaughtered in the north side. So why are we comparing it here to a sin offering? It says it's slaughtered in the most holy place, for like the sin offering, this offering is not to the Kahin, it is most holy. What do you mean by that? Well the the discussion of the Tamas happening happening here discussing these, these offerings says that this guilt offering is not like all other guilt offerings. It has sort of resemblance to a sin offering because you take some of the blood of this offering and you put it on the cartilage of the ear, the one being purified, on his thumb, on his big toe. That's not like any other guilt offering. So I might think, okay, that's where you put the blood, on his ear, cartilage, on his thumb, on his big toe, so it doesn't need to be applied on the altar. So therefore it says, no, no, like the sin offering, the guilt offering. So just like the sin offering has the blood sprinkled on the altar, this guilt offering does too. Then I could say, okay, so maybe let me go all the way like guilt, like a sin offering. Because the sin offering, the z- beach, is, is desires, it's, it's satiated by the blood. Here also, the blood has to be on the altar but it's not really like a sin offering because a sin offering the blood is sprinkled on the top half of the altar but in a regular guilt offering including this one the blood is sprinkled on the lower part of the altar so we see as I said in certain ways it's comparative to the sin offering but in other ways it is like every other guilt offering and the priest shall take from the blood of the guilt offering, this guilt offering, this truly is a guilt offering, even though it's placed, even though we put the blood on the ear and the thumb and the toe, it is still a guilt offering. It's slaughtered where the guilt offerings are. Its blood is sprinkled on the altar of the way of the guilt offerings. We're taking from the guilt offering, and the priest shall place it on the tenuch, which Rashi translates as the middle section of the ear, the tenuch of the right ear of the person being purified, and the thumb of his right handle, and the big toe of his right foot. The, the priest shall take from the lobe of oil and pour it upon the priest's left palm. The priest shall dip his right finger, forefinger into the oil in his left palm, and he shall wrinkle from the oil with his finger seven times before God. So before God meaning toward the Holy of Holies. Some of the oil remaining on his palm the priest shall put on the tenuch this middle section of the ear of the right ear that have been purified on the thumb of his right hand the big toe of his right foot. The blood of the guilt offering he is going to place all Of these oils. And the rest of the oil that is on the priest's palm shall place upon the head of the person being cured, right? The priest shall provide him atonement before God. The priest shall perform the sin offerings and provide atonement for the person being purified from his maturity. After that, he shall slaughter the Ola offering and the Ola offering and that which is completely burnt up. The priest shall bring the Ola offering, that was completely burned up, and the meal offering on the altar, and the priest shall provide him atonement, and he becomes pure. So this meal offering is not an independent meal offering, which sometimes it is. Here it's a meal offering, so to speak, accompanying the animal offering and the oil libations. And this is typical, this is characteristic, When you have these animal offerings, you have very often animal offerings and these flower offerings.